You're listening to OEA Grow, a member-led production of the Oregon Education Association. OEA Grow is by members for members. In Season 2, educators discuss conflict resolution strategies. Your host for Season 2 is OEA member Joyce Rosenau. Hello and welcome to another podcast on conflict resolution strategies and today I'm going to be talking to Grinda and Huck and today we're actually going to talk about the whole process. So we've been talking, giving you strategies about mediation. What if you actually want to seek out a mediator or seek out mediation and today you'll find out what those steps will include. Okay, Brenda's going to kick us off with, oh, maybe you both want to say hi first. Go ahead and say hi. <laughs> Hello, everybody who's listening to this podcast. My name is Brenda Narayan-Wald. I am a middle school counselor. Uh, my local is the Eugene Education Association. Thanks, Joyce. Um, and thanks, Brenda. My name is Huck Wilkin. I'm, um, I was a middle school math teacher and STEM teacher for a number of years. Um, and uh, I am just super happy to be in this mediation program. Okay, Brenda, you're going to kick us off with why someone might want to seek out mediation. Right. Thank you, Joyce. So, here is the here is the truth when we are not treated with dignity when we feel like we don't belong when we feel that someone is threatening or challenging our values or our needs or identities we suffer and that suffering can do a lot of harm to you and to the team and to whoever else mediation is a perfect place to settle the suffering and get back to a place of dignity, not only for yourself, but also for the other person who is in conflict and for so many other people who are indirectly and directly impacted by a relationship that has, uh, that has suffered. And so when that happens, it takes a lot of bravery and courage to enter into the mediation process. And we are ready to take you. What you get to do is send an email to mediation at Oregon ed dot org. When you and your and the person that you're in conflict with, both of you have to agree that you want to do this process. Then what happens is, is you send this email to Oregon uh, to mediation at OregonEd.org. And you're going to receive an intake form. Um, and you get to person A and person B gets to fill out what your um, experience is with this conflict. When person A and person B both fill out their intake form and send it back to mediation at OregonEd.org, then a mediator or two mediators are attached to this particular case. And when we get the co-mediators, then we enter into the next step. Yeah. Good. So, Huck, can you tell us what will happen after the intake form and uh, Peter, who is the OEA consultant, has assigned some mediators? What should someone expect to happen next? Wonderful. Thank you, Joyce. Um, and uh, so the the intake form has a, a little bit of uh, just what's going on. You know, first your 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 information, how to get a hold of you, and then the background information, like Brenda said. Um, and, you know, if you can't get your the person you're in conflict to do a mediation form, you should just do your own. 
and start the process. And, and once the process is started, a mediator will, will have an inter- individual interview with you. Um, uh, they will have had a chance to look over your intake form, but they'll want to dive a little deeper. And like Brenda said, it could be one mediator or it could be two. Um, often we're going to be co-mediating. Um, and they'll just be able to ask some questions about your experience of this situation. Um, and one of the one of the pillars of mediation is that uh, as mediators, we don't really know. Uh, well, we we certainly don't know what the problem is because that um, we're not in the middle of it. But we also have no idea of the solution, and we get our solutions from um, from the participants. So a mediator is impartial and confidential. So during this individual interview, nothing is nothing that you say will be. Uh, repeated to even the people who are in the conflict you're with. It's completely confidential. Um, But also the mediator will begin to um, dive into your story to find the solution Um, and, and get you kind of ready to state that solution in a mediation session with, with the person you're in conflict with. So that would be the next step as a, as a, is the actual group mediation. Um, and again, it could be more than one person there. Uh, uh, Brenda, you've done some co-mediating. How does that work for you? I have. Yes. Thanks, Huck. Once we do uh, an interview with person A and we do a per- interview with person B, you're right. Both of those interviews are confidential, but it allows their experience to be noted and observed and witnessed. And then we make a date with person A and person B. What are possible dates that you would want to have this mediated uh, session happen? We come up with a date and then we have uh, two, uh, whenever I've done a mediation, it's been co-mediated. We have two mediators plus person A and person B. And most of this is done via Zoom. And when we bring everybody together, We have an opening statement where we say, thank you. This is confidential. We are going to be listening to you. We are going to be providing some input and guidance. But you're right, Huck. The solutions come from the mediated process. We do not have the solution at hand, but we allow, we create safety in this mediated process where people can feel a little bit relieved that there are people who understand their story and that they also understand that we, everybody wants to come to a solution. And so the co-mediators are there to listen to person A and person B mediate this out. We step in every now and then to ask clarifying questions. We validate experiences. We empathize. We clarify and we summarize just to make sure that both sides feels heard and understood. And the solutions come from the people in the interview or in the mediated process. The solutions come. And um, towards the end of the mediated session, we usually see a change in body language, in their voice. We see an understanding that wasn't there prior to. And, um, And then we come up with a set of agreements. The mediators will come up with a set of agreements that person A and person B has agreed to. And we write and we settle it out with both of them. And then we close the mediated process. 
and the mediators write up what the agreements are, and we send it back to Peter Bauer at mediation at Oregon at .org, and then that is noted. HR doesn't ever know what happens. Principals don't ever know what happens. Unions don't ever know what happens. The only people who know what has happened in this mediated process is person A and person B and the mediators. Is there ever a need or a possibility for a second meeting? Does it all have to be finished in the first meeting or could there be a second meeting? Could there be some kind of follow-up? Timeline on all of these meetings is fairly fluid. Um, the individual meetings usually take just half an hour, but sometimes they take two hours. The group meetings often will take all those two hours, but uh, uh, sometimes they only go for 45 minutes and people are all ready to move beyond this. But you're absolutely right, Joyce. Sometimes at the end of a couple hours, the conversation is still really deep and meaningful. And yet um, uh, uh, airtight agreements have not been reached. And so um, and so it can be extended. Um, and then and then sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not pretty and sometimes it doesn't work. And sometimes the conflict is uh, mediation is not a good solution for the conflict. Um at times, um, uh, only one person wants to mediate, and the other person refuses. Um, and uh, and at OEA, we're ready for that. We're we're ready to do what's what we say is coaching or individual mediation, where we just help people um, develop strategies to work in difficult situations with difficult people, um, and to recognize their own difficulty and and how to how to uh, how to how to uh, speak professionally when there's disagreement um, because we all we all need help with that um, and 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 so uh, even if even if there's you know only one party that's uh, willing to work we can work with that um, you can um, in fact uh, when you get to the very base of of the mediation agreements you realize that um, there is only one person you can change anyway, and that's yourself. And we often get people coming in saying, I just want them to stop it. Uh, you know, nobody can do that but them. Um, and but, uh, but there are several different responses to whatever people are doing that is troublesome. So, um, so sometimes it takes several meetings between several people. You know, we've been in, in mediations with uh, four people in a group. And sometimes it takes uh, uh, meetings with just one person, um, and and even if uh, even if you don't feel like you're the source of the conflict, there's a lot you can do to alleviate that conflict. So good. Um, I know we uh, Brenda started us with talking about. Um, why people would need mediation or what is, can you give us a couple of examples, obviously not, you know, giving us names and saying, well, at this school, this is what happened, <laughs> but reasons why people might seek out mediation. Do people have to wait till it's, it's uh, like, I can't even stand to be in the room with this person or what are some examples that you've seen? There are three principal reasons why people seek out mediation. Um, those three reasons are because of communication because of decision-making, or because of professionalism. Those are the three major reasons. 
And you don't have to wait until it gets really hot and bad. Um, as you know, many of us in OEA have experiences with being in the classroom or working with colleagues and things like that. For those of us who work in the classroom, we can look at our students and see conflict starting to brew. Teachers know how to go in there and kind of do that process. When you catch it early and you come to a process of mediation, that's a game changer and a time saver and an emotional heart saver. Again, people feel harmed when they feel misunderstood. They feel harmed when a decision is made that they don't like or they feel left out of the process. Or they feel harmed when they feel like their professionalism is being questioned or val or valid. Um, it is always the right time to seek mediation. Always. And I would I would just add that, um, uh, you know, we see, uh, <clears throat> you know, of course, many of the problems that teachers have come from administration, <laughs> and um, it's not it's not the um, as OEA peer mediators, it's not really our our realm. We deal with teacher to teacher conflicts, but again, you can still. Um, you know, uh, teachers can still learn how to deal with a difficult principle. Um, uh, and then, you know, a, a lot of what the conflict we see arises from um, simple personalities issues, which is it, it's, it's so fun to be a mediator and, and realize that we're all difficult people. <laughs> um, but that, uh, but that, Often a group will have a certain personality and then someone comes in and disrupts it. And that person feels outcast and the group that's there feel um, challenged. And, uh, and, and what, what I see is that groups that have difficulty and overcome them are actually more efficient and more creative than groups that are just polite to begin with. Um, and there may be underlying issues that they just kind of sweep under the rug uh, uh, and they, they plow on forward. If, if your team is really going, uh, you know, going to do this, it may take a little bit of learning. And um, mediation is just helping your team learn one, one part of uh, how to handle conflict. So. Good. And uh, just for those people listening, um, there's not a long lag time between when you ask for a mediator and when you will be assigned one. Um, we have uh, plenty of mediators uh, who've been in training and a new group are coming through training. So um, you don't have to expect it's not like months out. It would just probably be, you know, weeks when we can find time. So um, if either of you have any last words you would like to share with us. Mediation is a powerful process that your union supports and represents. And we're doing this because we believe that when we get through challenges and conflict, we are better people, just like Huck said. We all deserve to be better people and to work with people who have clear understanding of who we are, because that way we get to reach our students and give them the very best that we have. Mediation is a powerful resource and I encourage anybody who feels like they are, um, who feels like they are not treated with dignity, get involved in this process. It's free and it's available to you and it is confidential. And I would just only highlight what Brenda just said about um, being your best for your students. 
is if there's conflict at your school that's keeping you from being the best teacher you can be, um, then then put a little time into into how to resolve that conflict and actually how to use that conflict. Um, so, um, uh, and again, to be to be there for your students. Good. Well, I hope that everyone has enjoyed listening and has learned some new skills from listening to these podcasts. And I hope that if you're out there and you need mediation, that now you know how it would work. And I hope that you take advantage of it. So thank you very much, Brenda and Huck. Thanks, Thanks Joyce. Joyce. For more OEA professional learning opportunities, visit our webpage at grow.oregoned.org.